To Unplugged, the Mill Usman podcast, your stable for authentic information and unbridled fun. And now, your host. This is Grandmaster Mo. Welcome to Unplugged, the Mill Usman podcast, episode 9. Today on the podcast, we'll be talking about blasphemy under Nigeria's law. Now, to discuss this, I have a barrister from SS Gizawa and co-joining me via telephone. In strict observance of the recommended social distancing, of course, Mr. Sagir Gizawa. Welcome to the show, sir. Thank you very much, Mo. Now, blasphemy, according to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, is defined as 1A, the act of insulting or showing contempt or lack of relevance for God. B, the act of claiming the attributes of a deity. Two, irrelevance towards something considered sacred or inviolable. Now, how is it defined according to the law in Nigeria? Is it the same as this that I just defined according to Merriam-Webster or is there a contextual difference? Well, I would say there is a contextual difference uh, because actually under our penal law system, we don't have an offense called blasphemy. All right. By that name, blasphemy. But there are provisions of the law that define certain acts as offenses and give them meaning that may translate into blasphemy. For instance, section 210 of the Penal Code Law, where are defined a particular offense as an act whoever by any means publicly insults or seeks to incite contempt of any religion in such a manner as to be likely to lead to the breach of peace shall be punished with imprisonment for a term which may extend to two years or with fine or with both. So if you look at the definition of this particular offense provided for by section 210, it is a kind of blasphemy. But uh, there is no word blasphemy stated in that section and there is no word blasphemy anywhere in the penal law system. All right. Now, the penal law system uh, is a system practiced where specifically? In northern Nigeria. Wonderful. Because if we're talking in Nigeria uh, in general, the Nigeria Criminal Code, I think, is section, is it 204, actually stipulates when there is an insult to one's religion of sorts. Yes. All right. Now we, we are clear about northern Nigeria. Hello? Yeah. What I am saying, okay. uh, the context, yes, is uh, there is there are certain offenses that are called or defined by their names. For instance, we say rape, and then a provision of the law will define rape. Whoever does an act and this and this amounts to the commission of the offense of rape. There is an offense called homicide. There is an offense called murder. So what I am seeing, there is no provision of an offense called blasphemy. Mm. Right. Acts that are defined and are prohibited, and those acts are having this as blasphemy. Okay. Now, as far yes. as the penal code system is concerned, yes. does it uh, show any preference to say what religion you practice? No, it doesn't. Okay. It says whoever publicly insults or seeks to incite contempt of any, any, the word any religion, in such a manner as to be likely to lead to a breach of the peace, then the punishment follows. He shall be imprisoned for a term of two years or with fine or with both. Now, just yes. so we can clear out some other confusing issues, as far as um, uh, the system in Nigeria is concerned, I believe we practice both the secular system and the Sharia law system. Yes. All right. Now, talking about the Sharia law now specifically, 
say for instance someone's someone is and the person is to be tried under sharia law does the law make provision for if the, the person must be a muslim before they are tried according to sharia law or it doesn't well uh there are two categories of such offenses okay uh you see because of the secular system of the nigerian system and the nigerian constitution uh and uh, the provision of the constitution that for any Has to be an offense. It has it has to be penalized. It has to be codified. There must be a written law enacted by the either the state assembly or the national assembly. So the Sharia legal system can only apply in states where the state has enacted laws and uh, make certain penal provisions as to certain offenses, which are offenses recognized under Islamic law. So there are exceptions to that of uh, provisions. There are pro- exceptions to the extent that. If it is civil action, then that person must be a Muslim, or he must have consented to be guided by the provision of Sharia law. Even if he's not a Muslim, he can give consent to be tried or to to have his issue adjudicated under the Sharia law. More, are we together? Yes. Okay. But when it comes to criminal offence, when it comes to criminal offence, honestly, there is no difference. Once you reside or you are in that state. and you commit an offense which is an offense under that law because that law is made applicable for the whole state that is why if you opt- maybe if you operate a tavern a place where you can take alcohol publicly even for the fact that you are not a muslim you can be arrested and you can be sanctioned because that law is made for the good living of the people of that state and nobody is allowed to do an act that will offend the sensibilities of those people that are residing in that place so long as that act is defined as an offense so long as it is defined as an offense but for civil obligations civil contracts civil liabilities civil claims that person must be a muslim or he must have consented to be tried or to have his matter tried under the sharia all right now there's this particular case that has swept through social media it started um, early this morning It's about yes. a well, a Mubarak Bala, uh, where yes. a uh, some uh, a company, uh, yes, a consultant company, SS Umaran Co, actually wrote a complaint against him. Uh, they said it's for publicly insulting Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, on his Facebook page, contrary to Section 210 of the Penal Code, which I believe you quoted earlier, of Kano okay. State, and Section 26, Subsection 1C. of the cyber crimes prohibition prevention uh, etc act of 2015 okay. now in a case like this if this said person is not in a kano state for instance and he is being uh, th- th- there's a petition out to arrest him and then to extradite him to kano state to be tried on the kano law now in this instance where this said person is a self acclaimed atheist would the sharia law be implemented in this instance or would it be strictly a secular law well uh, it depends on the investigation of the investigating authority i don't know who, which authority is uh, arresting him or investigating him it may be police it yes, may the be police, the, the police the okay. nigerian police force okay. okay then the nigerian police can arrest him upon a complaint and they can investigate and if they see merit in the allegation they are the one that will determine the offense he committed Okay. If they feel he has committed an offense under Sharia penal code, they can charge him under Sharia penal code. If from their investigation they feel they have evidence he has committed an offense under the penal code, you know in Kano for instance we have two different penal codes. 
We have the Sharia Penal Code, and then we have the Penal Code, which was in operation even before the enactment of Sharia in some states, including Kano. And then you mentioned the provision of uh, the cyber crime uh, law uh, from the complaint you said. Yes. So even if if none of these provisions is applicable, that is either the Sharia Penal Code or maybe the Penal Code is not applicable to the case, if they feel he has committed an offence under the Cyber Crime Act, they can as well charge him for an offence under that law. And uh, especially the provision of that law uh, does not have boundaries as to state. It does not have boundaries as to... Because one, it is a national law. It is an act of the National Assembly. Okay. Yes. So he doesn't have to be a resident in Kano before he can be arrested and then investigated in Kano. He can be arrested and investigated in Kano. He can be arrested in Abuja and be investigated in Kano. He can be arrested in Lagos and be investigated in Anambra. Uh, if, uh, I don't know, if maybe my memory will serve me well, there is a such an issue that arose sometime in Kaduna. I don't want to mention name. Uh, when there was a crisis in Kaduna and somebody, a very popular artist, I think a musician based in Lagos, made certain posts uh, in respect of who is responsible for inciting that religious disturbance in Kaduna. Hello. I am with you, Mo. Yes. I am with you. Could you please go back to the artist that made the statement, please? I said uh, that artist that made a statement on uh, one of the social media handles, the artist was based in Lagos and then uh, the comment was made in respect of a religious uh, disturbance in Kaduna and he was arrested in Lagos and charged in Kaduna uh, because he was charged under the cybercrime provisions of the law. Hmm. So the point I am trying to make is if it is under that cyber crime law that uh, he is being investigated and maybe he may be charged if there is evidence to, to that effect, then he doesn't have to be in Kano for him to be charged in Kano. All right. So um, there's also something else that, you know, came up as a result of this whole issue on social media. Okay. Now, as you well know, being Kano indigenous. Kano indigenous, yes, I am. Wonderful. Now, you know how our people can be in Kano when matters like this arise. Now, the thing has gone to a certain extent where people are actually issuing out threats to life on social media. Now, I want you to help us, you know, just elaborate as to what the law says as regards threat to life on somebody because people have been threatening this, uh, the, the man that has been accused of. You see, one interesting aspect of this law is uh, all that the law is trying to prevent is self-help, that people should not take laws into their hands. That is why the state is very, very important to come and perform its functions once there is allegation of crime. Because it is a situation of hopelessness that usually leads to lawlessness. If people feel that the state may not or is not protecting their rights or their interests, then they may not see any need to go to the state. So the fact that somebody has issued a, 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 a threat to life he is committing the same offense also, or even even greater offense than the offense you are alleging that that person has committed. So it doesn't give you any right whatsoever with the fact that somebody has com- committed an offense, maybe against your religion, to also say you are going to commit an offense by taking his life or threatening to take his life. Even the use of those words that amounts to threats is also an offense itself. Mm. And... If there is evidence against you, you can as well be arrested, investigated, and then if there is evidence, you may be charged for such an offense for threat to life. So, so it's uh, it's all offenses. All of them are offenses. All right, wonderful. Well, thank you very much, sir, for being here on Short Short Noises. It's my pleasure.
to ensure you don't miss out on next episode, follow at MoUsman underscore on Twitter and do turn on those notifications so you don't miss out on anything.